This week's episode is brought to you by moving into an apartment out of your parents' house. I don't really have anything else to say about it. There's the sound of my roommate cooking in the background, but I live in an apartment now. Moving out in an apartment on your own. Am I wearing pants? Probably not. It's Wednesday Night Live starring... That was stupid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nexus at Night, coming to you live from my first ever apartment. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. I'm definitely cutting that Saturday Night Live joke out of the beginning. <laughs> anyway. But don't cut that part. So that... <laughs> <laughs> Just so people know that there's a clip that there's out there. There's a cut so... part, yep. <laughs> Wait, okay. So we know for a fact that they actually edit, but they're very terrible at editing. So what editing is actually being done? Does that mean there's just, like, hours of unheard footage of just, I don't know, fart sounds and talking about, like, politics because they hate when we do that? And anyway. I just realized I didn't swivel my mic closer to my mouth. Uh, well, now you did. So he did. Good, good job, Rupier. Anyway, uh, Vanguard thinks. So uh, this week, Boucherode released a new ban list. What ban list? I was getting to that. Uh, they didn't. They they really. <laughs> so a, a week ago, we mentioned this last week, but there, there was they're like, all right, we're releasing a ban list next stream. Everyone's like, oh shit, what are they gonna hit? Are they gonna put Crimson Lion Cub Kirf to one so that Gold Paladin can't stride on you, whether they do yeah, it first or nice. second? Are they going to, like, you know, maybe kneecap Bermuda Triangle a little bit because they came out of the gate way too fast doing well? Uh, no. Instead, they released a statement saying, Oracle Think Tank, Bermuda Triangle, Kagero, and Angel Feather are on the watch list for standard format, and Bermuda Triangle is on the watch list for premium. So, nothing. But what, what, like, in the past... Yeah. What has a watch list ever become? Yeah. Anything? Didn't weren't they saying they were watching Enigmatic Assassin for a while and then they ended up hitting it to one? Yeah, it took them like a year at least. Yeah. Well, compared to something like Konami with their ban lists in Yu-Gi-Oh, or they're just like, all right, you know what? These these things are coming on. These things are going off <laughs> the ban list. There's no warning. They just do it. Um, they also well, seem to have like like a set time. Like every six months, a new ban list comes out. Yeah, yeah. Konami actually just releases a ban list whenever the fuck they feel like. <laughs> they don't actually. They just say it's going to be around this time. Yeah. And so whenever you get to whatever time they destinate around that whole time, like cards like fluctuate in value because they're like, oh, this is going to come off the ban list. It's going to be so crazy. Blah 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 blah. blah. Or this is going to get banned. Price start like the prices start doing really wacky shit, mm-hmm. and it makes it really hard to control what you're doing with Yu-Gi-Oh. Especially since the ban list changes are like very, very wild. In well, Vanguard, it's like very, like rarely get banned. Yeah, and if and they then... do, it's usually like kind of no. The, they'll they'll try and make like it banning cards till they're like a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like they always try and like be as ginger as possible with bans. Like yeah. Instead of this card is banned completely, it's you can't use it as your starter, and you only get one copy. Yeah, sometimes they don't even do that. Sometimes they 
he started off very incrementally, like, uh, it's down to two copies right now, and then we'll see whenever we decide to do the next ban list. Yeah, they do sometimes that shit in Weiss, where they'll be like, oh, hey, we cut a card to one. Or they'll they'll first put it on, like, a choose X list. Mm. Like, there are, like, three choices, and you pick one, and you can have up to max copies in your deck. Up to four copies, say. See, well, and then, but once you pick a card, you can't play the other two. Well, we got that so, with in premium with uh, Jumping Jill, the reboot, and old purple trapezist because they formed an infinite loop with each other. If you play one, you can't play mm-hmm. the other. Which yeah, right. well, but Bushiro hates any kind of loop or anything that will make the game take longer. So seems like they're a little more proactive about that, but. So, so far, that's been the only time, and I remember when it first happened, we were like, oh, yeah, Bushiro's going to be more active with the ban list. They're, gonna, they're like, looking at everything. They're going to think real hard about all these different synergies. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I like to think yeah, they... Yeah, but to finish my story... A little bit, sorry. In Weiss, they started with, like, a choose one, but then sometimes they'd be like, no, people are always picking this card, we're just going to outright ban it. <laughs> like, this happened with uh, Junio and Kantai, which is a support that gives plus one soul to all your characters basically and people everyone just kept choosing this on the choose one they're like fine it's gone and then there was a, <laughs> a, a cost me pr recently for bang dream but they were restricted to one and then they eventually were like no way it's still too dumb ban <laughs> but like in vanguard that doesn't even happen like even if the card is still dumb they're like no it's fine please don't worry about it it seems like bougerode takes the make everything dumb approach to power creep well, then it makes the ban list look really silly later, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you could have removed things from the ban list for Vanguard a long-ass time ago. Like, mm-hmm. I would like to remind everyone that Commander Laurel is still on the ban list. The original Commander Laurel. The original Commander Laurel, yes. Yeah. And then... Like... Like, for a very long time, after they were her no longer relevant, like, Time Leap stuff was banned... And I think it only came off very recently, like one or two ban lists ago. So, seems like Bushiro just kind of forgets things are on the ban list too, and just kind of leave them there until they're like, oh yeah, that's there. Is that supposed to be there? Or eh, all, let's take it off. Or also the, <laughs> right? the the seven C's stuff. Yeah, that was like part of the. Well, not now because they changed the the stride mechanics. It's like they don't need to be there anymore. mm Hmm. But I don't think that the watch list implies any kind of future bannings, although I do highly expect Bermuda to see something in the future. I mean, I, I, I really don't have a lot of faith in yeah. Boucherode, like, just... Because here's the thing. The, the problem with Bermuda Triangle is I can't point to one single card that is doing that much heavy lifting, at least in standard. In premium, you can go, yeah, hit Ange. Yeah, that, that like... one That one kind of writes itself, but... For for standard, yeah, but like now that they're getting standard support, they might not even need that as badly anymore. But hit that grade too easy, got him. <laughs> but even I don't think it's that. That grade two is insane. Oh, the the one from the trial deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god! I just saw a meme. Give clans broken support only to put them on a watch list, and then it's from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." I'm playing both sides, <laughs> so I always come out on top. Yeah, man. Nexus at night, the reading memes to people and expecting them to imagine it perfectly. 
and it doesn't even tell you which it's always sunny like picture it is you can be like one of several i mean it's if you've watched it's always sunny then yeah well what if you haven't i haven't and it it seems like i think most people who share it's always sunny memes just have also never watched it's always sunny (laughs) i think i might be one of those people (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, another another thing. So, this this ban list was kind of a nothing burger. Uh, there's not really much to sink yeah. our teeth into. Um, so, this is going to be a little bit of a dual episode. We're going to pretend like it's Pod Save America. Let's get the the Cash App promos <laughs> up in here. But the so. We were officially past wave one for everybody. Bermuda Triangle was the last clan to get their first wave of support. Mm-hmm. We are now on second or even third wave for some clans. And remember how after the re- reboot started and I was like, this is the perfect time to get into Vanguard. Everything's cheap. All the clans kind of suck, so everything doesn't suck at the same time. And then uh, as we're, you know, it's been about a year since the reboot started, which, uh, happy birthday to the reboot, yep. give or take mm-hmm. some, but now if you want to get into standard format, there are some clans where trying to get stuff from Q4 or the, um, the idol boost, the idol booster with gold paladin, neo nectar and angel feather is nigh impossible because those things are out of print. I mean, you can just buy your five hundred dollar two tier zero deck, easy. <laughs> he he, d- 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 what? <laughs> I'm referring to Bermuda. Yeah, I got that part. <laughs> but <laughs> you get your TD, you buy a four of all your VR. Uh, uh, I what is what do they call the what are the VR the VRs? Yeah, uh, you get four of all of them. Yeah, bam, you did it. Okay, another another ban list meme. Magic cone shell. What should I do in the ban list? Nothing. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Uh, so, in old Vanguard, in G, and in the original Vanguard especially, Bougerode was not very good about reprints. Um, no. God, no. God. <laughs> they were completely terrible. Like, Konami circa 2008 terrible. Um, but they... I think they've been making a little bit of an effort with like things like these revival collections or mostly those. Um, or occasionally they'll release a promo and then release it in a set proper later just so you have two ways to get the card. Um, what do we think about like clans having their first wave be being kind of shut off to new players? I think it's going to hurt clans that are going to be like... clans. I think it's going to hurt clans without TDs really badly. Yeah. Like I mean... OTT, especially if people feel the need Sorry, did still play daughter. Mm-hmm. That card's just gonna become a giant pain in the ass. Yeah, and also, I I feel like this is just going back to how Bushi Road normally supports things, where it's just going to hurt things that aren't in the anime because you know down the pipeline we're about to get reprint trial decks for shadows and royals, which means stuff from those clans are going to be a little more accessible compared to. Like, let's just say Spike Brothers. But guys, Spike Brothers are cheap now. That that means they'll be cheap forever, right? 
Unfortunately, that's not how this works. Yeah. So any t- so what what ends up happening in these cases is any time like any clan gets an inkling of support anywhere, mm-hmm. all of the ancient ass cards that nobody has anymore will just start to go up. Yeah, this happened in the G era. It'll happen. Oh, it, oh, it happened. And now. with the kind of like trendy uh, spec, like all, all the yeah. all the ancient ass cards that that are you know getting new support are going to go up. It mm-hmm. happened in G era. The and you know since speculating on cards is now trendy, uh, thanks to Magic uh, and others, then people are much more willing to just buy out cards and just like sit on them. Yeah, well, and so like you get this kind of overinflation. I can I can give you a recent example too. So after they rele- after we saw premium collection and I saw that Dredora stride, I was like, I'm going to build Magic Colony because it's pretty cheap, right? There's the Mm-hmm. You know, Dredora <laughs> herself might be about ten bucks, and then I I went expecting to find Machining Mantis for like four dollars because that's what it was before. It, it was thirteen. Get them thirteen dollars for the remaining Machining Mantises that TCG player had. Luckily, I managed to go over to eBay where someone had one from like weeks before that they hadn't sold yet. And I was like, all right, take, taking those. But just like that, it, it it's so ridiculous that it's a thing that people do. <laughs> And it's one of those mm-hmm. things that you can't really fix by virtue of just being like, hey, hey, stop it. Okay? Yeah. Stop doing that. Like, like the, Bushiroad would have to be really on point, constantly reprinting cards. And right now, it looks like they're doing that for, like, main character clans, because now, with the two new start decks, it's easier for a newer player to get things like Phantom Blaster and King of Knights. Mm-hmm. Which is always good. Mm-hmm. Granted, um, they're like one copy each per start deck, but that's still better than absolutely nothing. And as much as I kind of hate how Yu-Gi-Oh! does screw over stores with like mm-hmm. random ban lists and like endless reprints, it does make buying out cards eventually impossible in Yu-Gi-Oh! Wait, because yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! reprints shit into the, into the dirt. Yeah, well, isn't it that you... Well, there wasn't when I used to play, but before, wasn't it like... They'll uh, they'll reprint something that was expensive for a long time, and then ban it or mm-hmm. limit it or whatever a few months later. Yeah, yeah, that still happens. Like they'll like tin it and then or like gold series it, and then the, after a few more months after that, or if if you're Dante, you just last for fucking ever <laughs> before you get hit. You know, uh, I'm but <laughs> if if someone told me that Burning Abyss was going to be relevant for over five years. Back in 2013, I easily would have gone back into Yu-Gi-Oh. Fucking Dante should have been hit, like, years before. Absolutely amazing. Nexus at Night, the Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. Yep. I interrupted you. What were you saying? Uh, I just thought it was... I was just laughing about Dante and his... Immunity to the ban list for um, a long time. How 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 long did it take? Like, was he just at three forever, or yeah, oh. just forever at three, free to roam the roam the the extra decks of everyone. Yeah, the the, the he, he is the traveler of the burning abyss. After all, we're doing this nope. on a Vanguard podcast. We're super professional. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're talking about ban lists. Yeah. It's important yeah. to talk about ban lists of other games. And I think I, I think we've so, like brought up ban lists in like in past iterations before, but I think mm-hmm. like it was going so well for a while, 
and in terms of like balance. And the last couple of times uh, that I have checked out uh, Dexander, shout out to at Dexander if you want to check him out on our episode of uh, the one about the pie. That's him. Uh, the last few pie charts that he's put out about meta balance, it's something like forty six percent Bermuda Triangle. 25% Kadro, 8% OTT, and everything else is 3% and below. Mm-hmm. It's, it's... We are approaching a tier, a 2-0 format. Yes, we are. Um, Fucking hell. Now, I, I don't... You know, I don't want to, like, ruin Bermuda's fun, at, you know, right after they came... Oh, who am I kidding? I totally want to ruin Bermuda's fun. But I, I ironically want them to get more support so that Bouchera doesn't feel the need to do this. Because they... Because they only get support once a year, Boucher, it's like, all right, got to make this count. And then as it mm-hmm. turns out, it, it's not that it lasted for a year. It's lasted for, when did Ange come out? A um, couple years now. Yeah. Like, that is still a relevant card in, like, a very large capacity. Nope. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, ev- even while other clans were getting their V support... Bermuda was still good in premium, despite not yeah. having any V support whatsoever. Yeah, like, even without new triggers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're one of the few clans who can kind of protect themselves against Gold Paladin. Mm-hmm. Because and now they can, they have the mech, the tools to rush back. Mm-hmm. Everyone does everything. It's from, uh, it came out in English in July 21st, 2017. It's been it's almost two years... Time. And that card, it wasn't reprinted up until the Revival Collection as, like, an SGR. That stride, mm. which, that's crazy to me. Yeah. So, what do we think about, like, banned lists in general? Like, do we think that they're important for the health of the game? Yes. I think if you need to ban things that are, up, like, too dominant, mm-hmm. like, arguably that Bermuda is right now, Again, the data points are very few, but it's released in English, so we'll see pretty quickly. And then, or it releases in English soon, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, or, like, if things are dragging out games and making them not fun, I think they are worthy of bans. A lot of people say you can't just ban a card because it's not fun, but if a card is, like, egregiously, like, not fun, and, like, is dragging out tournaments in a way that is also not fun, I do think it should go. And that's why I agree with things like Refros Restriction and, like, the Elizabeth Restriction, is because a lot of the ways that game, that those cards drag games out are not fun for anybody. I mean, both and, of, in both of their cases, it was less about, like, a necessarily unfair combo and more about, like, just the time it took to do said combo. Right, and, and I think that's completely legitimate reason to ban a card. Yeah. Yeah. But in the case of something like Ange, it's, like, it's... Not especially egregious with time, it's just really, really good. Yeah, and that's what I made in the first point. Like, if a card, if a clan is too dominant, like, you have to ban it, or else the game becomes Mm -hmm. really, really stale. Yeah, like, Like, in order to keep people interested, you have to kind of shake things up occasionally. And if you're not shaking things up with new product, you have to shake things up with a ban list. And this is just the reality of games without a rotating system, is that, as you get more and more sets, things have to get progressively stronger or people won't play new support. Yeah, or you gotta do things like a reboot, which is kind of like a rotation a little bit. So so when you look at the Bermuda set and you're, you know you look at the things printed before it uh, and you're, you say to yourself, hey, this needs to be better than you know previous Murakumo, this needs to be better than previous OTT, this needs to be better than all that stuff, right? 
in order for people to care about it. Mm-hmm. Well, and when you when you when you do that, you're really playing a tight. You're really walking a tightrope here because you're like, well, how much better do we need to make it? And the the kind of the classy way to do it, or the way that kind of extends the uh, the game longer in a sense that you don't have to ban guards, is to design mechanics differently so that it has weaknesses. But that can also be very hard to do, especially in a game like Vanguard, where there's like actually very little game actions to take. Oh, where where everything kind of does everything after a while. Where yeah, right, you know, like it seems like Bushi Road has been trying really hard to make like situational upgrades or side grades to certain cards, so that the power creep has been slowing down a lot more. I mean, they've been pretty good at it so far, but I mm-hmm. just came from Locals last week, where out of five rounds, I played four Bermuda Triangle. How four. many times did you beat them? Three. Dang, pretty good. Narukami, by the way, which is... Uh, is Look uh, at you playing Narukami for some reason. Well, I had just sold the deck, and I was shipping it out Monday, so I was like, all right. One, one last one, run one last more. farewell. Exactly, and I ended up getting second place, so hooray nice. for that. But, like... the. It 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 felt like I was, I felt just outmatched. Like the second they go, all right, ride great. Like the amount of tools that they have, um, is scary and standard. And I don't even want to know what I'm going to run into in premium next week. Oh, yeah. But uh, it, it's it, it's going to be like the problem with standard Bermudas is that it's really 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 good. But everything is kind of more than the sum of its parts. And I know you mentioned the grade two before. But there, two out of the four games that I played, the guy didn't get it turn two. So it didn't even matter. It was just, the deck is good. <laughs> because yeah. everything does everything. And yep. I think that might be because of the melody still, where everything gets boost and intercept and like it kind of doesn't matter. All you gotta do is get to grade three, and your grade threes do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure what they would need to hit. Maybe put the V starter to zero so that they can't stand up Vanguard and they just don't they don't exist. Like, <laughs> we can always start on a trigger. You can always start with a trigger. Also, they have like six starters. The, yeah, the rules dictate that you start with a grade zero, not necessarily you start with the oh, grade I, zero. Oh, I know, no, but I mean like just d- deprive them of that draw. And yes, I know they have multiple V series starters for some reason. I'm not sure why. Yeah, it's got to sell cartoon stuff or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, got to get them sweet anime bucks. Yep. So, I know that the reboot is kind of like a rotation system, but let's say that Vanguard were to implement some kind of magic or Pokemon-style set rotation. What do you think this would look like? I think you'd have to do it... Well, so it's pretty hard for Vanguard because... I think one way to do it is that you can only, like, let's say you look at the supports in waves. You -hmm. could have something, like, for each clan, you can only use the past two waves of support, say. Yeah. So, like, clans who get less support will still have their two waves, where clans getting more support will tend to rotate faster. Mm -hmm. But I think this would work pretty poorly with how they, how fast they release current, current, like, main character clan stuff. It's just too goddamn fast. Like, right. Yeah. All right, you get at least once a year. I'm like, cool. But like, it's like if, also just once a year. I'm like, yeah, that is technically honoring your agreement. Yeah. So if you looked at, you know. and maybe you could make it so the TDE cards are always available if they have a TDE. Mm-hmm. 
because like it's pretty hard to like not let them use TD cards and like expect new people to care. Uh, and like you always want the TDs to be relevant, basically. But this also is a little bit vague when they get a new TD, which I guess you could change it so that the latest TD and the two the latest two sets are with that clan are valid. I don't know. It's like really hard for me to like hammer it out, but I think that's one option they have. I mean, another option could be to actually support clans more evenly. Like, I feel like a lot of the rapid power creep is because they just release set after set of the same five or six clans, and so they have to keep building up and slowly scaling forward those clans' powers. And then by the time all of the other side clans get their support, they have to catch up like two or three sets worth of cards. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, power creep just jumps up all of a sudden. All right. Uh, we, we have had, as of, you know, today, May 21st, 2019, we have had, to our knowledge, uh, seven extra boosters in the V-series. I'm not counting My Glorious Justice because we don't really know enough about it yet. Um, but pick a clan uh, that you would associate with a main character, and let's see how many times it, it's gotten support in all these extra boosters. I mean, let's just go straight for Royals. Okay, so starting from Destructive Roar, Royals took a while, Uh, actually. Royals might not be a good example, because they get a lot of the main set support. Yeah, well, Royals uh, got support in uh, set, or Extra Booster 6. So that's not that bad if you just looked at the Extra Boosters. Now, if you looked at the main boosters, it's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, you had, well, f- first you had, you know, Q4, and then, li- am I masking my uh, frantic doodling well enough? Is that, am I doing well? Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah you're I'm doing, doing perfect. I'm doing great. <laughs> doing great. Couldn't have done it better myself. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Um, so you, you had Q4, and then it took a while, uh, you had to wait till Miyagi Academy for their yeah. stuff, which was only two later. <laughs> it was not uh, not even that far. <laughs> yeah, not even that far. I mean, that was several months apart. True. Well, th- there was a bunch of extra boosters in between, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's still like what four times in a year versus the once Tachikaze gets. Yeah. And hell, let's look at Link Joker, right? Right, like they first appeared in Violet the Leader, which was uh, in January. Yeah, and then immediately after they get Extra Booster Six, which was in April, plus the then, trial deck, and then they're getting Heroic Evolution, which just came out in Japan this month. We're, yep. we're going by Japanese dates here because, of course, mm-hmm. we do. Um, but yeah, that, that's a very that's like four times in four months. Yeah, that's wackadoo compared to once what? in a year. What's frustrating for me about the way that they've dished out support in V-Series is they started off in a way where they're saying, hey, we're actually going to support, like, clans evenly this time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, almost immediately, wait, nah, fuck that. We make more money yeah. doing this other way. Yeah, right. Like, but, uh, it- Nova Grappler also just got back-to-back support, but you look at, like, they started in Q4, which came out last year, yeah, well, and I mean- then a whole year later they get their second wave. I mean, Nova Grappler, I'm not mad about it. Nova Grappler deserved their 
you know. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, look at that compared to something that appeared very prominently in the anime. They kind of disappeared after a while, right? That's true. Yeah, they're just, like, not showing this character because nobody cares about Nova Grappler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Miwa, though. Um... I yeah, just but realized Bushiroad is basically like that deadbeat boyfriend. He's like, no, but no, baby, I'm, I'm going to come to your art gallery show. I'm I'm going to be a more more attentive. Oh, oh, he went out drinking with his buddies again. Cool, thank, great, yeah. thanks. When you have to throw the whole boyfriend away. Yeah, we're gonna, we're going to have to uh, let's ask Bushiroad for a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like you look at the like you look at all the upcoming sets and you see what's in the pipeline, and it's just like. After my glorious justice, which has things that haven't been supported in a year, we we go right back to all of the paladins. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I forgot Dimension Police is a clan, right? Yeah. yeah. It's been so long since I've seen any Dimension Police cards. My my, glori- yeah. my glorious justice is coming out next month, and we we did the Asia Circuit, the first set for Dimension Police Aqua Force and Grand Blue, as our one hundredth episode. And we're this is episode one hundred and forty. It has been forty weeks, at the oh, and, nearly a year. And that's not even counting weeks that we've been absent. So that's almost a year that they haven't gotten their stuff, and we're not getting mm-hmm. this shit till August. So. And the first set was real fucking medium. It was yeah, yeah. but then like right after this extra booster, we're getting another set with all of the the Miyagi Academy clans so of Royals, OTT, Golds, New Atomina, Kami. And then immediately after, it's a, another AL4 set with Shadows, Murakumo, DI, and Pale Moon. Wait, mm-hmm. a, a good chunk of those clans need, like, another injection, though? Like, Nubatama yeah. and uh, Pale Moon, at least in Standard. And, uh, yeah, and DI. That's the thing, it's like, this gets really boring. And also, like, the way support is distributed in all the clans is very unbalanced. You have things like Nubatama that have maybe ten cards, and then you know, Royals, because they're the main character, gets like double that. I'm okay with uh, like clans being good in one format versus not very good in another. Like Nubatama is fucking redonkulous in premium right now, and it's terrible in standard. And then you might have something like you know, uh, fuck. Pale Moon, which is kind of, you know, medium to medium minus in standard, but it's really good in premium either because of that loop, which I'm surprised they didn't hit that, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. literally, this is a Pale Moon loop, and then Bush, they're just ignoring that? That's cool. Yeah. Well, what? So, like, going back to, like, support and how easy or difficult it is, like, clans that have more support more often, also, it's a little easier to catch up just because... There will be at least a couple of decent budget cards per set that you can always pick up. Uh, and then, meanwhile, decks that are, like, years between support, you have to re- go hunt down all these obscure cards that may have been really expensive at the time and just never go down because they're not really in, de- in demand. And by the time people are looking for them, they have to go hunt down these obscure cards that aren't really in stock. Yeah, it's not just that, but just the... Because, like, having more support means you have to do less to make a clan relevant. Like, mm-hmm. My Glorious Justice better have some fucking, like, ringers in there. Otherwise, they're not going to have a good time And what, wait another year? Cool. Versus, like, yeah. if, you know, Royal Paladin's stuff in, in uh, Extra Booster 6 is pretty terrible, but they're fine. They, ha- they have 
you know, all the stuff before that, and they're getting more in this in the next wave of Miyagi things, which is like a few months down the road. They're fine. They'll be fine. Yeah. And also, like, Bushiro tends to split the support with, like, archetypes, too. Like, we know Maelstrom is going to be in the Justice set because he's on the cover, but then they're also releasing all of these blue wing cards that need all of their own archetype and have their own very specific gimmick. Which I guess stay tuned for the My Glorious Justice episode coming, what, two weeks Eventually. from now? Yeah. Whenever that whenever that comes out for uh, Japan, you, you'll you know us. We're we'll be there at the set reviews. <laughs> I find it rather frustrating. Now, for for some clans that you know have still been functioning okay, even with just one set of support. And I'm gonna use Great Nature for this example because it's me we're talking about. But <laughs> they're not the best by any stretch of this the imagination and standard. But they're doing okay, and they've only gotten the one. Uh, the one wave of support. Um, yeah, I... so I think one way to kind of read that information is that late clans who got their support later, mm-hmm. even if it's one wave, are going to look a lot better than clans who got their support earlier and hit just one wave. Yeah, because they kind of need to be caught up to the current power level, right? Mm-hmm. Or set the new power level. Mm-hmm. Right, like Bermuda did. Yeah. Like yeah, Bermuda so did we and can expect... Will going forward that clans will have to be kind of on par with Bermuda, right? Or else, like, there's no point for people to care. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. On par, or better. And you know where this chain goes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Power and then that's how all the power creep happens, and that's how we got the G-Era. Yeah, so all of this kind of stuff has made me, like, reappreciate Stride, because it added, like, another kind of game action, mm-hmm. where, like, it just makes the games play out differently. Uh, with that being said, I do feel like GR support was also was like criminally distributed. Yeah, yeah. Murakumo and Mega Colony especially really got the well, short end of the stick. I mean, there's yeah, there's, there's a lot of clans easily. you can point to, but that, yeah. that's off the top of my head. Narukami, yeah, Narukami OTT for like, like half of. The vast majority of its lifespan, let's be real. Oh, and, and then they overcorrected with Ichikashima. Mm-hmm. Like, barely overcorrected. Yeah. It's just, like, became good, yeah. Well, because of the Silent Tom thing. but Well, yeah. the Silent Tom thing wasn't even in... I mean, it was, but it was, whatever. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's just not... Like, it seems like Bushiro just keeps making the same mistake, right? Yep. Like, how was old Vanguard in regards to this kind of power creep before G-Era? I mean, it definitely existed. Well, I guess the real problem was they printed these cards that were just so absurd early on Mm -hmm. that it was really hard for them to, like, power creep them out. And these cards were, like, Tsukiyomi, uh, Dote, and MLB. So these all came... So the first two came out in BTO for five. Uh, break uh, not breaker of limits. Uh, the other one. Um, I forgot the name. Uh, Awakening of Twin Blades. Or there you go. Something of, yeah, it's something Awakening. Of not, yeah, it's Awakening. So, of something Twin not Blades. like that. Um, and then Tsukiyomi came out in BTO so, three, which was uh, right. Yeah. Anyway. So Tsukiyomi came out first and started being a problem in Japan, but in the United States, everything went in kind of a weird order. One, two, <laughs> six, three, 
four seven five, I think. Right. So they yeah. purposely released it really late here. But in Japan, uh the Dote MLB Sukiyomi thing was a real problem. In fact, it was so much of a problem for such a long time that they hit those cards. In fact, Dote would still be relevant all the way until Break Rides started coming out. Even after Dote, that. Yeah. Well, what, bef- right when there were bake rides, but uh, Kagero didn't have theirs yet, mm-hmm. Dote was still fine, but a little weary. But even at, once they got their break ride, like, Dote was still very good. Yeah. Yeah. And then and they like, got the... What's its face? I mean, the fact that Dote would be played all the way until, like, reverse units came out is, like, really fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Well, because you had that novel that you could just drop it, search out Dote... Oh, you're right, it your... was also in that deck. Never mind. Yeah, so you could just la- laugh at your opponent because you didn't need four damage to do your thing. Yeah, so I think because they didn't try to power creep Dote at any point... That... Or, <laughs> just, or just hit Dote. In they Japan, could... they did. No, they did. Okay. Yeah, in Japan, they hit Dote, they hit Tsukiyomi, and they hit LMB. Which is why if you look at a lot of Japanese deck lists from that era, they're either just not playing Kagro, or they're playing, like these world power lists with one MLB in it because that's all they allowed you to play. And it's worth it if you ride it. Yep, because you, well, you just have Wingle Brief. Yeah. Always a good time. Yep, mm-hmm. and Tsukiyomi was uh, super sketch because I think you can only play two in the grade three. I think so. Um, now, if let, let's say by some weird fluke that we're in a La La Land type scenario and someone in the crowd who's listening to us has some kind of contact with Bushiroad. What would you tell Bushiroad? Like, how to... Because, we're, we're, like you said, we're on the precipice of another Tier 0 format. What do we do? I mean... Hmm. Like, it's kind of hard, because, like, just flat-out banning some of these cards seem, feels like it might be a kill, and... Sometimes it's like, there's a whole engine going, what the fuck do you hit? Um, well, part okay. of the problem, too, is that like we're talking about hitting cards on a set that literally just landed in the States. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's, that's also hard to justify, because we haven't really seen the full effects of it yet. Yep. But I think, like, so it's, I can understand not hitting Bermuda now, but, like, I would have liked to see a list of some specific Bermuda cards they were thinking about. Yeah, that... That was something I wanted to ask. Like, would you want to see them be like, okay, th- these are our concerns about the deck, and these are what we'll take keeping an eye on. So, like a yeah, watch so list I... instead of a watch promise. Yeah. Well, so this is something I wanted to bring up earlier, and then it kind of got the topic kind of moved too far away. Yeah. But one interesting thing about the watch list we got this time around is that it was a watch list on clans and not a watch list on cards. Before, what they've done is they give us specific cards that they were watching. Like grade one no sale, like you know, Commander Laurel, like these kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, we're gonna watch these cards going forward. But in this new watch list, they just gave clans that they were worried about, and pretty much left it open to interpretation of what could be hit. So this could mean a couple different things. This could mean a they're not really thinking about what cards they can hit, but maybe thinking about uh, choice restrictions, like in Weiss. Because that would mean that instead of hitting cards, you're basically looking at, hey, what's the powerful engine going on here, and how can we neuter that in a way where people can still have a choice of what deck they want to do? Mm-hmm. So I think with 
And and I guess this so one could argue that I'm reading too much into this. And that could quite possibly be the case, but it is worth noting that it is different from how we've seen watch lists in the past. Hmm. I guess so, that is interesting. And that there are also like some cars that are just unhealthy game designs that probably shouldn't be around like Promised Daughter that you just flat out can't retire. Well, I'm not so concerned about that anymore. Um, yeah, but like they keep printing cards like Blade Master or like the Phantom Blaster cards that kind of want you to wipe the board and then they just have this card around that's immune to it. But that's like that's supposed to be a weakness and Remember, okay, we we have a whole episode where I tried to do it by myself, and it didn't work. <laughs> and I said, oh man, it, Shadows aren't bad, it's just that they're in an unkind landscape. And mm-hmm. yet, Shadow Paladin did fine, even mm-hmm. with the with things like Promise Daughter, which is immune to that Retire 3 thing. But, mm-hmm. it having a built-in weakness to uh, a deck and still having Shadow Paladin be able to win despite that weakness, I think it isn't bad design. And you also have other clans that can remove Promise Daughter without giving a shit, Mm -hmm. like Narukami. Like, I don't do... Get that that shit out of here. Bind Zone, let's go. Like, it... I think part of the problem with Promise Daughter specifically is that OTT is kind of up there in problematic decks right now. Fair enough. Uh, So, like, it kind of contributes to the feeling of oppressiveness. Fair. Um, But also... You're not going to see a lot of players who will put Promised Daughter in the back row just to screw over Narukami or anything. Like, they're going to attack with it, which means you can attack it. You know. Am I wrong? I mean, it's fine. Yeah, like, I mean, it seems like a situational awareness type of thing. I think it's better than with something like Resist, which was... Yeah, resist was resist was weird. kind of an overcorrection to you know because that meant you were immune from vanish deleting retiring binding putting into soul putting to bottom that kind of thing. Well, I I they, thought when they used that. resist sparingly mm-hmm. or like had effects like only resist on your turn like that one Aquaforce dude. I yeah. thought it was fine. I think the real problem was when they just started throwing resist around like candy. Oh yeah, yeah that, that was. Pretty they nice. had to overcorrect things by making a whole bunch of cards that got around resist. Yeah, yeah. And so far, we've only had in standard two cards that have that can't be retired by card effects thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, sorry, three after the Bermuda set, but um, Promise Daughter, Stamp Sea Otter in Great Nature, which is not used because you don't do the self-retiring thing anymore. So you don't. Why would you need it? And then the aforementioned Bermuda card, which gives, like, the can't be retired. Or, sorry, can't be attacked. That's what it was. So you can still, like, get rid of it. But, again, it, it I think having selective protection is good. Um, and especially, like, going back over to Yu-Gi-Oh! for a second, a lot of good cards that have protection from X, Y, or Z often don't have it for literally everything. And if they mm-hmm. are, they're incredibly annoying to summon. So if you have it, can't be, you know, can't be destroyed, can't be banished, that kind of thing, but you can still tribute it or attack over it or whatever, That I think that's a good way to do it instead of just like, okay, blanket resist, go fuck yourself. 
this has been a, an episode with, with a litany of topics. <laughs> um, th- th- this is going to be a bitch to title, also. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I think mostly like I'm just I'm curious and I'm not really optimistic. I'm just kind of like waiting to see what even becomes of this because there's not like. Like they gave us a ban list, and there were some interesting things reg- like surrounding the ban list that I think do have do pique my interest. But mm-hmm. again, like I don't know what Bushi is planning, and they're not being very uh, forthcoming about it. Transparent about it. Yeah. Although it was pretty funny, Japanese Twitter was pretty much just like, "Why even bother telling us that there's no changes?" <laughs> <laughs> well, because they told us the week before that there was a ban list, and like, well, we gotta yeah. tell them something, you know. Right, and they're like, bandless, no changes. Everyone's like, what? Why? That's not a yeah. bandless. <laughs> like, that's not a ban. Just say, like, why didn't they just say this last week? Like, there are no current changes to the band list. We're looking at XYZ. Yeah. Well, because they got to hype us up a little bit and then make a random uh, podcast about their game. Be like, guys, we're going to do an episode on it and then have nothing to talk about. I would so. much prefer if it were like... If everyone did it like Magic, where once they give a ban list out, even if there are no changes, they tell you when the next ban list is going to be the exact day. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's nice. But yeah. that also implies that there's like more uh, foresight in card design, where I feel like Bushiroad... Oh, that could be true. What? That could be true. Where I don't think Bushiroad planned that far ahead with exact card design. With planned support, yeah, they showed us that, like, okay, this is the next year of support. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they were, like, designing cards up until about maybe three, four months out, if we're being honest. Probably true. All right, mm-hmm. so to finish this episode off, because uh, this is an episode with hosts, who, and we have interests and uh, anger and uh, things we're pissed off about, let's say you're in charge of the ban list, what do you think should have been hit in both standard and premium, if anything? Uh, Gold Paladin starter... Yeah. So, cure to one. Some, and... Something from Bermuda. I don't even know fucking what. Yeah, There's like, so many like... things. I would probably want to do like a three choose one for Bermuda. <laughs> I'm not really sure what cards I would even pick. Very possible Aqua might be one of them. I don't even know what cards are relevant for Bermuda anymore. Um, but like, I think I think it would have to. Like, I think the only way to solve the Bermuda problem is with like an X, like a three choose one or four choose one. Mm. It's the only way you can reliably hit engines. Yeah, with the illusion of choice. Like, there's obviously going to be like one card in any three choose one that's like the correct pick. But the point is, like, you're effectively banning two other cards without yeah. saying you're banning them. I guess one of my problems with the Bermuda thing in Standard, at least, like, once you get rid of the relevant grade 3s like Sonata, then all of a sudden the the deck just kind of nosedives. I think I would do... Standard, I I don't think, has done enough damage with Bermuda yet. Like, what, it's been a week in English? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think if if you were going to do anything in Standard, I would hit the grade 2 from the trial deck. Put it, put it to one I feel or two. like that'd probably be the best choice, like, hit it down to one or two. If at all, I honestly think maybe let it run wild a little longer. Uh, in premium, though, you, you gotta make some changes. I would put Delight Genius Andre to one. <laughs> Easy. Easy choice. Yeah. Um, and then put Crimson Lion Cup Kirf from the original, the premium Kirf. You can't use it as your starter. Yeah. That's easy. Um, 
You can use the the V series Kirf though if you want. Uh, yeah. I would do something to hit that pale moon loop. Um, maybe put like flying periton to one because that's an important card. Uh, and what's her name? The prankster girl of Mirrorland, the one that lets you search for anything, is super important to that deck for its consistency. I would hit that too. Um, and this is coming from an avid pale moon player, so it's not like I'm. <laughs> doing this out of, like, some weird vindictiveness. I think Pale Moon has a lot of tools to work, and I think that having this loop exist over-centralizes the clan when you have so many other wacky shit you can do, and I've been testing with it for months. So uh, if you if you want to find out about that, uh, you, you can you can tweet us, which I'll get to us and get to in a little bit. Matt, did you have any in besides the... Tentativeness about standard, or uh, not particularly. Uh, I've mostly said like the things that I was worried about or yeah. concerned about. Okay, yeah. like I feel like my ultimate conclusion is just support clans better. Yeah, please. Yeah, but that's not For a once. ban list. That <laughs> we can't we can't be all pissy about support. Oh, yes, we can. Who am I kidding? Anyway, uh, that does it for this episode of Nexus at Night, guys. You're out there in the internet, in the landscape. Where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Wiggums, two Gs, two Zs. You can find me on Twitter at Plasma Eclipse. I make the arts. Yes, he it's does. It's true. And then uh, <laughs> I, d- I love that uh, somebody finally referenced Matt going two Gs, two Zs uh, at Gleaming Garmore said, why yep. is it that every time I read Matt's at, I read it as Wiggums, two Gs, two Zs? <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Um, uh, it's because I say it every time. Well, yeah, because uh, otherwise it's like what, like Wiggum's like Ralph or I don't yeah. understand. I, yeah. I can't wait until somebody one day just types out that whole statement. Wiggum's two Wiggum's two, and, and of course it's gonna be like the guy doing the hunt and pack on the keyboard. W I G G. I forgot. You, etc. Anyway, uh, you can find this podcast at Nexus at Night. We uh, often retweet Root Beer's uh, drawings, and uh, you can find me personally at Atlas Novak, Novak spelled with the CK. Um, and if you happen to be in the Los Angeles area tomorrow, I will be at the Hollywood Improv on Melrose and Crescent Heights and on their uh, show at 9.30 p.m. This Thursday, May 23rd, if you want to Come out, come say hi to me. I'll be doing stand-up comedy. I assure you I'm funnier there than I am here. So, yeah. Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. And I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody.